Hey everyone, thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick Podcast. Today is day 204 of our journey to read the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading Nehemiah 7 through 9 as well as Psalm 50, one of my favorite psalms. Let's get going. When the wall had been rebuilt, I had the doors installed. The gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed. Then I put my brother Hananiah in charge of Jerusalem, along with Hananiah, commander of the fortress, because he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. I said to them, Do not open the gates of Jerusalem until the sun is hot, and let the doors be shut and securely fastened while the guards are on duty. Station the citizens of Jerusalem and guards as guards, some at their posts and some at their homes. The city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and no houses had been built yet. Then my God put it into my mind to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the people to be registered by genealogy. I found the genealogical record of those who came back first, and I found the following written in it. These are the people of the province who went up among the captive exiles, deported by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Each of them returned to Jerusalem and Judah to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Naamani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispareth, Bigvi, Nahum, and Bana. The number of the Israelite men included Parish's descendants, 2,172, Shephatiah's descendants, 372, Aris' descendants, 652, Pehath Moab's descendants, Jeshua's and Joab's descendants, 2,818, Elam's descendants, 1,254, Zatu's descendants, 845, Zachai's descendants, 760. Benoi's descendants, 648. Bebi's descendants, 628. Asgad's descendants, 2,322. Adonikim's descendants, 667. Bigvi's descendants, 2,067. Aden's descendants, 655. Ader's descendants of Hezekiah, 98. Hashem's descendants, 328. Bezai's descendants, 324. Haref's descendants, 112. Gibeon's descendants, 95. Bethlehem's and Natophas men, 188. Anatoth's men, 128. Beth Asmaveth's men, 42. Kiriath Jerem's Kephira's and Beeroth's men, 743. Ramah's and Geba's men, 621. Mikmas's men, 122. Bethel's and Ai's men, 123. The other Nebo's men, 52. The other Elam's people, 1,254. Harim's people, 320. Jericho's people, 345. Lod's, Hadid's, and Ono's people, 721. Sinea's people, 3,930. The priests included Jediah's descendants of the house of Jeshua, 973. Emmer's descendants, 1,052. Pasher's descendants, 1,247. Haram's descendants, 1,017. The Levites included Jeshua's descendants of Cadmiel, Hodavah's descendants, 74. The singers included Asaph's descendants, 148. The gatekeepers included Shalom's descendants, Ader's descendants, Talman's descendants, Akub's descendants, Hatida's descendants, Shobai's descendants, 138. The temple servants included Ziha's descendants, Hasufa's descendants, Tabawath's descendants, Karas's descendants, Sia's descendants, Paden's descendants, Lebanon's descendants, Hagabah's descendants, Shalmai's descendants, Hanan's descendants, Giddel's descendants, Gehar's descendants, Riah's descendants, 
Rezin's descendants, Nakoda's descendants, Gazim's descendants, Uzzah's descendants, Pasea's descendants, Besai's descendants, Meunim's descendants, Nephesheshim's descendants, Bakbuk's descendants, Hakupa's descendants, Harar's descendants, Basilis' descendants, Mahida's descendants, Harsha's descendants, Barcos's descendants, Sisera's descendants, Tima's descendants, Neziah's descendants, Hatifa's descendants. The descendants of Solomon's servants included Sotai's descendants, Sophereth's descendants, Parida's descendants, Jayla's descendants, Darkon's descendants, Giddle's descendants, Shephatiah's descendants, Hatiel's descendants, Pokereth Hazabayam's descendants, Ammon's descendants. All the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants, 392. The following are those who came from Telmela, Telharsha, Carib, Adon, and Emar, but were unable to prove that their ancestral family and their lineage were Israelite. Deliah's descendants, Tobiah's descendants, and Nakoda's descendants, 642. And from the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, the descendants of Hakaz, and the descendants of Barzillai, who had taken a wife from the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite, and who bore their name. They, these searched for their entries in the genealogical records, but they could not be found, so they were disqualified from the priesthood. The governor ordered them not to eat the most holy things until there was a priest who could consult with the Urim and Thummim. The whole combined assembly numbered 42,360, not including their 7,337 male and female servants, as well as their 245 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family heads contributed to the project. The governor gave 1,000 gold coins, 50 bulls, and 530 priestly garments to the treasury. Some of the family heads gave 20,000 gold coins and 2,200 silver minas to the treasury for the project. The rest of the people gave 20,000 gold coins, 2,000 silver minas, and 67 priestly garments. The priests, Levites, gatekeepers, temple singers, and some of the people temple temple servants and all the Isra and all Israel settled in their towns. That's a lot of descendants and I wanted to look because yes, we did most of this also in Ezra, so a little bit repetitive but also you can see the correlation and the connection between the two and how they're written. When the 7th month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people gathered at the square in front of the water gate. They asked the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses to the Lord that the Lord had given Israel. On the first day of the seventh month, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly of men, women, and all who could listen with understanding. While he was facing the square in front of the water gate, he read out of it from daybreak until noon before the men, the women, and those who could understand. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. I mean, he stood there for hours. You're talking daybreak till noon. You're talking like five or six hours? depending on what time the sun rose. Um, well, let's say, yeah, I mean, probably at the very least five hours, it would be my guess. And he just read the scriptures and they just stood and listened. They stood and listened. People today get upset if church takes more than an hour, hour and a half. And that includes opportunities to sit, worship, hear the word. They stood for hours listening to the word of the law being read. And just, anyway, the scribe Ezra stood on a high wooden platform made for this purpose. Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah, Messiah 
stood beside him on his right. To his left were Padea, or Pedaiah maybe, Mishael, Melchijah, Hashem, Hashbadamna, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book in full view of the people since he was elevated above everyone. As he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and with their hands uplifted, all the people said, Amen, Amen. Then they knelt low and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akab, Shebathai, Hodiah, Maseiah, Kalida, Azariah, Jazabad, Hanan, and Peliah, who were Levites, explained the law to the people as they stood in their places. So Ezra read it, and then these priestly men explained. They preached. They expounded. They, they explained to the people what Ezra had read and what it meant for them. They read out loud of the book of the law of God, translating and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was read. Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all, who, for all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet, and send portions to those who have nothing prepared, since today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still since today is holy. Don't grieve. Then all the people began to eat and drink, send portions and have a great celebration because they had understood the words that were explained to them. On the second day, the family heads of all the people, along with the priests and Levites, assembled before the scribe Ezra to study the words of the law. They found written in the law how the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should dwell in shelters during the festival of the seventh month. So they proclaimed and spread this news throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the hill country and bring back branches of olive, wild olive, myrtle palm, and other leafy trees to make shelters, just as it is written. The people went out, brought back branches, and made shelters for themselves on each of their rooftops and courtyards, the court of the house of God, the square by the water gate, and the square by the Ephraim gate. The whole community that had returned from exile made shelters and lived in them. The Israelites had not celebrated like this from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, and there was tremendous joy. Ezra read out of the book of the law of God every day from the first day to the last. The Israelites celebrated the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day there was an assembly according to the ordinance. On the twenty-fourth day of this month, the Israelites assembled. They were fasting, wearing sackcloth, and had put dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins with the iniquities of their fathers. While they stood in their places, they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a fourth of the day, and spent another fourth of the day in confession and worship of the Lord their God. Jeshua, Bani, Cadmiel, Shebaniah, Bunai, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kenai stood on the raised platform built for the Levites and cried out loudly to the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Cadmiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pethahiah said, Stand up. Blessed be the Lord your God from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars, and the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and all the stars of, the, of heaven worship you. This, I think, is profound in light of the recent NASA release of the new... Um, a satellite that has been taking deep space pictures, some of the deepest, furthest pictures ever recorded of space. And 
if you've seen them, um, there's one image where you see all these stars, but you see these little bent lines and those are all galaxies. Just uh, the expanse of our God and creation is unfathomable. And it overwhelms me when I think of them that we are this speck in the midst of it all. And I, you rethink you, Lord, are the only God you created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars, the earth and all that is on it. I mean, that's, this really takes you and makes you think of the scripture that who am I, that you are mindful of me, that you would call me friend, that you would love me, that you would, that you would do everything you've done for me. Who am I to be called a child of God, right? This continues on. You, the Lord, are the God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and changed his name to Abraham. You found his heart faithful in your sight and made covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites to give it to his descendants. You have fulfilled your promise for you are righteous. You saw the oppression of our ancestors in Egypt and heard their cry at the Red Sea. You performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, all his officials, and all the people of his land. For you knew how arrogantly they treated our ancestors. You made a name for yourself that endures to this day. You divided the sea before them, and they crossed through it on dry ground. You hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone into raging water. You led them with a pillar of cloud by day and with a pillar of fire by night to illuminate the way they should go. You came down on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them impartial ordinances, reliable instructions, and good statutes and commands. You revealed your holy Sabbath to them and gave them commands, statutes, and instruction. Through your servant, Moses, you provided bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought them water from the rock for their thirst. You told them to go in and possess the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors acted arrogantly. They became stiff-necked and did not listen to your commands. They refused to listen and did not remember your wonders you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. And you did not abandon them, even after they had cast an image of a calf for themselves and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. And they committed terrible blasphemies. You did not abandon them in the wilderness because of your great compassion. You know, I heard a preacher about a couple years ago say that Jesus was never moved by compassion. And I know we're not talking about Jesus here specifically. We're talking about God and how he interacted with the Israelites. But there are multiple, multiple times in scripture where it is clear and it is stated that Jesus was moved by compassion. And if we believe that Jesus is the son of God and he is God incarnate, God in flesh, then we see right here that compassion is a motivator of the heart of God. And so I just, I just feel like I, maybe somebody here needs to listening, needs to hear me say, and needs to hear from the Lord that, um, your, your God is compassionate to you and he cares about the details, you know? And anyway, um, even after that, they had cast an image of the calf. Oops, I'm sorry. I read that. During the day, the pillar of cloud never turned away from them, guiding them on their journey. And during the night, the pillar of fire illuminated the way they should go. You sent your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. 
You provided for them in the wilderness 40 years, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. You gave them kingdoms and peoples and established boundaries for them. They took possession of the land of King Sihon of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of the sky and brought them to the land. You told their ancestors to go in and possess. So their descendants went in and possessed the land. You subdued the Canaanites who inhabited the land before them and handed their kings and the surrounding peoples over to them to do as they pleased with them. They captured fortified cities and fertile land and took possession of well-supplied houses, cisterns cut out of rock, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate, were filled, became prosperous and delighted in your great goodness, but they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They flung your law behind their backs and killed your prophets who warned them in order to turn them back to you. They committed terrible blasphemies, so you handed them over to their enemies who oppressed them in their time of distress. They cried out to you, and you heard from heaven in your abundant compassion. You gave them deliverers who rescued them from the power of their enemies. But as soon as they had relief, they again did what was evil in your sight, so you abandoned them to the power of their enemies who dominated them. When they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven and rescued them many times in your compassion. You warned them not, or you warned them to turn back to your law, but they acted arrogantly and would not obey your commands. They sinned against your ordinances, which a person will live by if he does them. They stubbornly resisted, stiffened their necks, and would not obey. You were patient with them for many years, and your spirit warned them through your prophets, but they would not listen. Therefore, you handed them over to the surrounding peoples. However, in your abundant compassion, you did not destroy them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and compassionate God. So now our God, the great and mighty and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant, do not view lightly all the hardships that have afflicted us, our kings and leaders, our priests and prophets, our ancestors, and all your people from the days of the Assyrian kings until today. You are righteous concerning all that has happened to us because you have acted faithfully while we have acted wickedly. Our kings and leaders, priests and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to your commands and warnings you gave them. When they were in their kingdom, with your abundant goodness that you gave them, and in the spacious and fertile land you set before them, they would not serve you or turn from their wicked ways. Here we are today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors so that they could enjoy its fruits and its goodness. Here we are, slaves in it. Its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have set over us because of our sins. They rule over our bodies and our livestock as they please. We are in great distress. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement in writing on a sealed document containing the names of our leaders, Levites, and priests. Tomorrow we will read about um, those who signed this document and go from there. But um, now we are going to read Psalm 50. The mighty one, God, the Lord speaks. He summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. From Zion, the perfection of beauty, God appears in radiance. Our God is coming. He will not be silent. Devouring fire precedes him and a storm rages around him. On high, he summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people. Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. Selah. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. Do not rebuke, I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household or male goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and everything in it is mine. 
Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in day of trouble and I will rescue you and you will honor me. But God says to the wicked, what right do you have to recite my statutes and to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and fling my words behind you. When you see a thief, you make friends with him and you associate with adulterers. You unleash your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. You have done these things and I kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. Understand this, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart and there will be no one to rescue you. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me and whoever orders his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.